Welcome to The Thought Hackers, the show where you will learn how your mind works and discover how to change your thinking from leading experts and through inspiring stories. Good day, everyone. I want to welcome you to the first podcast of The Thought Hackers. My name is Nathan Siegel. With me is Hamish Baston, my colleague on the other side of the world. I'm coming to you from just north of Puerto Vallarta in sunny Mexico, and Hamish is in Melbourne, Australia. So before we get, well, to get into this a little bit, I want to give you an overview of how this show came to be. And the way it came about, and, and this show was not even in our minds at that time, the way it be, came about is through what I refer to as my worst mistake. And what had happened is, and this is about a year and a half ago, I'd been following the works of a spiritual teacher, and then I ran into to trouble. And uh, I realized that when I watched a particular episode with this guy, and I realized that he'd spent a lot of, a lot of time homeless, I thought, uh-oh, I've got a problem. <clears throat> and I contacted... Uh, another teacher of mine, someone I know personally, and he informed me that I'd made a major mistake, that the techniques I was following, and that I'd gone too far. And he told me that the technique I was using, which is something called letting go, applies to virtually every area of life, but not business. And I made the mistake of applying it to business, and I almost drove myself into homelessness for the second time. And when I realized my mistake, I got off my computer, and I was sitting in my meditation chair, my comfort chair. And then I stood up and drew an imaginary line on the floor and I said, never again will I allow this to happen. And shortly after that, started making uh, changes in my life. Actually, almost immediately after that, I realized that I needed help in a very big way. And I got up, (coughs) walked over to my laptop. I opened up uh, YouTube. (coughs) Excuse me. Opened up YouTube and typed in the words prosperity, abundance, and NLP. And what came up was a video by a guy by the name of Rick Schnabel. And it was called From Self-Sabotage to Self-Made Millionaire. I think that's it. Something like that. And I watched it and I came away with three takeaways, which were turn your shoulds into a must, create a why that makes you cry, and increase your energy. And I started doing those immediately, but I also noticed that within the video, within the, uh, the show information, that there's an offer for one-hour coaching. So I went to their site, which is Life Beyond Limits, and I filled out the, the form. And a while later, I was contacted by one of the coaches, who is Hamish Baston, who is here right now. And we quickly discovered that we had a tremendous amount in common far beyond what either one of us had expected. And we very quickly wound up going from coach, client, to colleagues, to friends. And so many things came out of that. And so initially, there was this whole thing to do with prosperity and abundance. And somewhere along the line, shortly after we met, uh, Life Beyond Limits had a, a contest. And I wound up entering it and then getting second prize, which was access to a program called Rich Mind, Rich Life. And so Rick uh, put me on this list, and I was getting all sorts of emails about 
in improving my mindset, and that definitely helped. But the other aspect to do with uh, working with Hamish, uh, the th- one of the problems that came up, a problem that had haunted me most of my life, was to do with bullying. And it caused me a massive amount of emotional pain. And I was really very much wanting to do something about it. And it had helped in years past, but nothing that really stuck. And I would talk to Hamish about different problems. And he would say to me, oh, we can get rid of that. And I remember thinking, well, you know, it would be nice, but... And so there was a certain amount of skepticism on my part. But we would go through these things. And then, uh, so just to give you an idea of what that was, it, it literally evolved into part of what we're, or what we're doing now to do with PTSD, post-traumatic stress disorder. But what happened was, is uh, Hamish took me through a couple of sessions of what is called timeline to release the trauma, or release the emotional attachment to different traumas in my life, and it definitely worked. But the the second session, while it released a lot of stuff and it released a major problem I had in my mind for a while, the problem came back, and and I was feeling a bit disappointed. But and we did talk about it later. So there were several stages we went through. So there were two sessions of timeline. Later on, uh, Hamish discovered I had some belief issues, so we went through the belief change process a couple of times. And then the last thing was to do with a major problem in my life, which I called the inner war, which had to do with me fighting back against these abusive people that were in my life who had caused me a lot of pain, and some of who kept invading at different points. And I, I really wanted to find a way to stop this thing because it was very painful and it driven me nuts for well over 40 years. And so what, what happened was, is we wound up talking about the process of anchoring. And in NLP, one of the ways that you can change a problem, like if you have an, a voice in the head that's bothering you, that's driving you nuts, to imagine that there's a large volume knob and you just turn it down and that takes care of it. Now, I did that, but it didn't work. And Hamish said to me, that's because you're missing a piece. And, uh, and the missing piece was, Hamish was saying to me, you need to go and buy an old radio. And it's like one of those big-ass old radios with a huge volume knob on it, like the ones from way back in the 20s or 30s. And it needs to be something that you never use again. And so what you do is you bring that radio home and you turn it on, and you turn the volume up and you make sure that it's between stations so you get a lot of static. So you turn it up really loud and at the same time you imagine the inner war, the inner drama, whatever it is, and you turn the volume knob eventually down to zero and you turn off the power and that should solve it. Well, I went out in search of an older radio. At the time I was living in Ensenada on Baja, California. And north of me were a bunch of stores that they call the Segundas, second-hand stores. Tons of them. I couldn't find an old radio anywhere. I, I searched for about an hour, hour and a half, and I finally gave up. And I came home, and I, was, and I wound up going up to my apartment. I was sitting in my bedroom office feeling really disappointed. And then it dawned on me that I had an old radio in my car. Uh, which I never used. Um, I stopped listening to music years ago for the most part. Somebody stole the aerial off my car. God knows why they would do that, but they stole the aerial, and I never bothered to replace it because I never listened to the radio. And at that moment, I thought, ah, 
I'll, I'll do that. So I went downstairs and I opened the door, got in my car, started the engine and punched the volume knob to turn on the power. And then I turned the radio up to, you know, full strength pretty much. And there was a lot of static. And, um, and then I imagined the, the inner war in my mind. And then I just turned everything down slowly all the way down. And what was nice about that radio is that it had detents for the, the volume, so I could feel every single step. That was kind of nice. And I turned it all the way down to zero, punched the volume out to, or the power button rather, to turn it off, turned off my engine, got out of my car, stood up, and realized that everything in my mind had suddenly stopped. The inner war had completely stopped. And there was nothing going on at all and I waited for it to come back the inner war but it didn't and minutes stretched into hours and hours started stretching into days and, I, and then after a while I noticed that it would try to come back a little bit but I, after that session I had spontaneously developed a couple of tools to deal with it where if I noticed the voice was trying to come back I would say to it you can't come back you've been banished I turned the volume off, and it would instantly stop, and I would, re and it would feel like it'd be sliding down a chute, and then dropping, and then it would wind up in the present moment, where it'd always been, and and that was the end of it. And then I knew at the time that this thing ended, that something profound had happened, but I really didn't realize what it was. I just didn't know. There were all these other effects that happened, and I I didn't know. But I knew something major had changed. And then about 10 days later, I was on, on a call with Hamish. And the conversation turned to PTSD as opposed to bullying. And Hamish asked me, uh, do you have PTSD? And I said, not anymore. <laughs> and yeah, and I just heard Hamish chuckle. Um, and and I'd, I'd love to hear your perspective on Hamish. But it's just it was, it was just... And that's when I realized what had happened. Uh, and just speak about it briefly, and then I want to turn the microphone to Hamish here. But what I realized is that I, I, the bullying created all these symptoms of PTSD, as one would call them today. So flashbacks, nightmares, hypervigilance, all of that completely vanished from my life. Everything. Hypervigilance was gone. Triggers were gone. Uh, nightmares were gone. Flashbacks were gone. All these major problems, memory problems, brain fog, all that, it just, it just vanished from my life. I didn't realize it was gone. And in the wake of it, certain things started to happen. I suddenly lost a lot of weight without effort. I had an abscessed tooth that was causing me a fair bit of pain. I couldn't afford to get it treated. It suddenly healed up on its own. And even now, I don't have it anymore. And things, major things, physical things, suddenly got better. And they shouldn't have, or at least I d didn't think they should have, but they did. So, Hamish, hmm. love to hear your uh, take on all of this stuff. I always love hearing the um, the sort of where you're at now and when you look at the PTSD. And the, the, the further away we get from it, the further, you know, it's sort of just it's more and more gone and it's uh, your your tone of voice every time you mention it is like i don't remember it at all it's just 
it's non-existent it's uh, whatever it's, um, that that is an important point because um yeah it is it's true because um what happened a few months later, like Hamish and me, as, as part of what we were doing, we were involved with uh, PTSD groups on Facebook. Mm. And there was one group with these military dudes. Uh, many of them had suffered for a very long time. And there was one guy who was very much trying to put me in my place because uh, he was saying, ooh, you know, I, I thought I was over it. And <laughs> finally, and I, and I watched... Uh, a thing to do with uh, reenactments, and I screamed the house down all night and said, well, you know, I want to hear from Nathan here because I'm sure he's had all this stuff going on. And uh, and he was waiting for me to tell him and all, all the people in this group about my nightmares and that I was still going through this, that, and the other thing. And I said, that's where you and I part company. I said, I watched some reenactments a while ago. And I felt all the horror, and I felt the sadness, and I felt fear, and all the stuff that was going on with it. But I knew at the same time that I was going to sleep like a baby that night, and I did. Yep. No nightmares, no flashbacks, no problems. And the other thing that happened, which really startled me, is when I watched this stuff, is thinking, oh, so that's what it used to feel like. <laughs> I'd forgotten. Yeah. I mean, it literally completely went right out of my consciousness there was just no problem with this at all and you know and for those of you who are listening to this and you want to get a bit of a a sense of how long or ago this has happened it's probably about eight or nine months now and you know with the exception of that odd little thing to do with the inner war um and but well, I have long, the tools to deal with we've been getting on 12 months now that you would worked on that 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 stuff went I, I don't know. I, mm. I, you know. The truth is, I've lost track of when it <laughs> happened, too. That's the other thing. Um, it's just so completely gone from my life. And what yeah. was interesting about it is, you know, one of the things that people in, like, we have a group on PTSD on Facebook. Uh, you can look it up if you're interested, just for, like, facebook.com forward slash groups, Freedom from PTSD. Um yeah, it's just been it's just been a rather odd thing because it's just it's just not there anymore. Um, all the identity and stuff like like one of the things that a lot of people suffer from and go through this is this thing that one would call the victim identity. Well, that's ancient history from my life. Mm. You know, it's just it's just long gone. There's there's nothing there to do with that. Um, like well, all the many traps. Living in that space, I mean, yeah, you know, you you were living in that in that past, in that in that reality that you had created, which was PTSD mm -hmm. and, or, and from yeah. whatever it was, and it was so long. It was like how, how many years? Uh, I years? estimated it. Well, actually, much longer because when I've gone through many NLP sessions, and every time. Uh, or many times when I've been guided through it, there would be a time frame of like, when did this thing begin? Well, I was five. And that seems to be the major moment. I'm 58 now. So you do the math. That's, you know, that's 53 years. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> so no when, small amount of time. I was saying, you know, when you're all that time you were living with it, you were living in it, you were creating that reality that you were in. So, the, 
you know, you had the stories going on to support it all the time. The the and call it yeah. what you will, you know, the victim mindset. Sure. The the I am a victim. I'm going to keep talking the victim stuff. So you're yeah. staying in that it, space, and you can't you can't see past it. You can't see, you know, what's life going to be without it because it's another reality that you can't even fathom to picture. Um, no, and 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 the stuff that we did released all of that so fast, mm. especially that second timeline session. I mean, yep. it released. I saw it happening in my mind. The release, but I was on the other side of it before I even realized what had happened. And you were asking me questions. I'm going, huh? <laughs> and um, and so for a time, well, it, it did release some major important things it needed to release. But then, like I said, the inner work came back. Mm. And then you would, we would just talk about stuff. So, oh, we'll do this. And of all the stuff that we did, it, it's tempting to say that the anchoring was the most powerful thing, the sure. last thing that yep. we did. But it, was, but it was the culmination, really, yep. of all these other things. And I've had people say to me, oh, well, could you just teach me anchoring alone and that will get rid of it? And I'm going, I don't think so. No. Anchoring was just one piece. Mm. And it looks like the anchoring was the thing that, that ended it all. And I'm going, uh-uh, no, no, no. There were all these things we did before that, and they all worked together in combination so that when the anchoring came, it's sort of like, mm, what would be an analogy? It would be like a lumberjack out in the forest, and he cuts away all sorts of pieces of the tree, yeah. and, and it still seems firm and not immovable. And then finally, it gets to a point where he moves just out one last little piece, and bang, the whole thing comes down. Yeah. And that's how I would describe it with what happened here. It was... It was just out one last piece. So, well, look, for those of you who are listening, Hamish has done a number of webinars and videos and stuff. And one of the things he talked about is the PTSD table. And the, with the PTSD table and, and what, what we do with these sessions, or what Hamish does, rather, and the other coaches, is removing different legs of the PTSD table. So it's a table with maybe, I don't know, 15 legs on oh, it. Oh, you can have as many legs as you want. I mean, how many, yeah. how many symptoms are there? Endless, endless. And, and the thing about it is that a lot of the symptoms are variation of just one root symptom. And mm. it's just a... It's like it's like the worst weed you could ever imagine sprouting from a seed, yep. but it's still one one source, one original cause. But anyway, uh, Hamish and and these other coaches, what they do is they set about removing the legs, and finally they get to a point where it can't be sustained, or it's just barely there, and you remove one more, and the entire thing collapses. collapses. Yep. Yeah. And so that's what happened with me, and. I, I have to tell you, for those of you who are listening here, this problem with the bullying that I'd experienced, I thought I was going to die from it. Yep. I thought it was going to follow me to my deathbed. I never, ever imagined mm. that I could well, be free the, of it. All the processes, all the therapies, all the, all the stuff that you'd been through to try and get past it and it wasn't working. So every time you go through something, you're just, you know, you're, you're embedding that belief in even more that I'll always have this. And... You know, when True, when you get told, when you get told, you'll always live with this. Well, that belief becomes even more and more true. Yeah, it doesn't help that I wound up dealing with so many therapists over the years. Who, as far as I was concerned, really didn't know what they were doing, or maybe they did in their own respect. Because you know, for those of you who are listening to this, if you know of someone who suffers from PTSD, 
uh, what we're using is NLP, which in my place, my life, it was a perfect tool. And it, and, it, and it got rid of all of my problems. So, of course, the reason this came to be is because I went to Hamish and I said, we need to help people. I, it just blew me away so much that well, we you blew me something. away too because you totally took me off the path that I was working on. <laughs> so, what, what what was the path that you were working well, the on? Path, I, I mean, well, my my business essentially back then was, um, you know, I was really working with a lot of um, people establishing their businesses and wanting to take themselves to another level. So it was a lot of a lot of sort of where where are you right now? And where do you want to be? And how do we get that motivation? How do we create those goals and, and and the steps and the actions to get you there to create that success? But even before I met you, I was even, you know, a lot of these people I was working with was, okay, it's not about the moving forward from where you are now. It's like, what's all this stuff that's stopping you from moving forward and having to work a lot on that? Um, yeah. But, you know, my... My um, you know, working as a practitioner and coaching people, it was a lot of I, I was in that sort of real buzz, motivational sort of space of real success driven, and and to come and having and meeting you through Rick um, was like okay, well, let's go all the way back there and you know sort of really lock into this PTSD and knock that stuff out. But it's it happened so quickly, and the changes that you were getting from it and um, was it was just mind blowing. It was. I mean, I knew it was going to work, but it was. You know, the stuff that we experienced on that journey was like, wow, this and and working with so many people that were also getting so caught up in past events was. This is such a big problem, and you know, then we sort of together on that journey, sort of figuring out more things and knocking out a few more things here and there, and sort of tweaking what we were doing with it. Um, yeah. And and taking that into other clients. Uh, really streamlining the process that we've been working on, um, and you know where we are today. It's um, you know this three-step process that's just so fast. Yeah, and you know what what you were saying about the business people. For those of you who are listening to this podcast, I mean, granted, we're we're going to be talking about you know recovery from trauma and, and so on, and there will be various uh, people that we interview about mm. that. But there, there is going to be the other side of it, which will be the business thing, the improving your mindset, and so mm. on. The where we begin from is this thing to do with PTSD. There's a, a good chunk of what we will be doing about that, but it's not going to be just about that alone. Right. It, it's, it's going to be so many other aspects, and in this particular show we will be able to address so many things that we, we weren't able to do with some of the other stuff that we had in mind. It's been, it's quite the evolution, really. And and it's all so, about our thinking. It's, you know, the thought absolutely, hackers is yeah. what it's about. It's, you know, everything we absolutely. do is, you know, it's, um, you know, we can sit there, like you were saying before, we can sit there in that victim mindset and just blame other people. But essentially, Absolutely. we've made the decision, we've created the programs and the thinking of who we are and what we, where we're stuck or where we want to be. So let's hack into that yeah. thinking and change it around so that we can move forward with you know, better outcomes. Yeah, I mean, and it's interesting what you said about the blaming other people because I was in that place like so many others sure. who are mm. or like everybody else who's stuck in this um, victim, whatever you want to call it. Uh, mindset, belief, blah blah blah, and what got me, what got me, 
Well, it didn't get me out of it right away, but it, no. it really opened my eyes. And that was when I wound up in a really bad place and I put a call out to my network. I was in, in uh, La Paz, Mexico. How can you tell I like it down here? Anyway, um, so I was in La Paz. I put out a call to my network for a copy of the book, The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, because I knew he talked about uh, things to do with suffering and the problems I was dealing with. Mm. And I got the book. And I found two chapters in the book, and I think they were called Beyond Suffering and Unhappiness, There's Peace and the Meaning of Surrender. And in those chapters, I discovered the truth that I'd been looking for all along, which was we create our own suffering. Mm -hmm. We are the origins of everything, and the way that we think creates our suffering. And that we actually cannot blame somebody else for it because it is our thinking which creates this, the, what we are suffering from. But because the way our minds work, uh, we tend to project that outwards to whoever it is and say, oh, it's your fault. And which I'd been doing my whole life prior to that point. But when I read this and I got it, I went, oh no, I can't do this anymore. But that, and that was the beginning of uh, my freedom. Yep. But it wasn't easy after that. I mean, I went through a whole ton of stuff, including being homeless for a while and a whole bunch of other things because I had so much anger. Mm. And, you know, eventually working with Hamish and then all these things just suddenly vanished. Yep. I remember having all these fears and everything else. So it would be nice to get rid of the fears, but what I didn't realize is what was driving it. And when we did that that one last session and the inner war stopped, all the fears and everything else vanished too. Mm. Because they were all a part of this one construct, this mental construct. And when it was dissolved, removed, whatever whatever word you want to use for it, that was the end of it. Yep. And, you know, all of that, like, like the major things, the triggers, the hypervigilance, nightmares, all of that just vanished. It didn't come back. Uh, there was the, only the inner war thing. It's just been a little tiny trickle, but it's gotten so small in my life. I was thinking about it yesterday, and I think maybe it's one one hundredth or one one thousandth of one percent. That's how little it is, mm. as opposed to being this big monster that drove me crazy for decades. Oh, it was your life. It, you, it totally controlled you. Yep. And it, and it, it nearly ruined you. It did ruin you. Mm-hmm. In so many ways, it caused a massive amount of pain. Mm. And, and of course, even getting away from the source of the problem didn't help me because I knew that at the time that I did it. It's like, yeah, it'll help a bit, but not enough because I'm carrying all this shit in my head. And what do I do with it? Yep. You know, well, got my answer, thankfully. And so, and so, just for those of you who are listening, I just wanted to talk very briefly about some some things here. So Hamish mentioned the three step process to recovery from PTSD. So on this show, we'll be talking about core NLP strategies. We'll be talking about like, like Hamish is an NLP master coach. I think that's what. The official title is, oh, correct? Oh, well, if you want official title, it's an NLP Master Practitioner and oh, okay. NLP Trainer. Um, okay. Yeah, so, and like you said, you've mentioned the other coaches before. Um, yeah. There's, you know, there's a, there's a good, strong network of coaches that I work with, so that and all know yeah. how, to, how to help people with this stuff, so, yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so there's that. There's, uh, so we will be addressing and talking about and demonstrating mm. these different core NLP strategies. My background coming to this outside of the what I mentioned about the bullying and that stuff is a very highly focused spiritual pra practice to do with dealing with the mind. And so some of what we'll be bringing into this is the spiritual side of things because the spiritual side, if you really look at it, like Buddhism, um, uh, Advaita, uh, Zen, and so on, is all about the mind, and it's all about freeing yourself from suffering. That's the the core tenet of a lot of this stuff, and so there are very many tools that they use as well. Now, one of the things, and, and it's important to mention this, is that, and I went through this myself, is Many spiritual practitioners, they get on the spiritual path and they think it's the best thing since sliced bread. And if they were involved with psychology or counseling or anything else, they suddenly think, oh, well, this is useless. I'm. But over a period of time, hopefully, they will come to realize that both psychology and spiritual practice are linked in a very strong way. You can't separate one from the other. Like... The case in point, I was listening to a talk with a spiritual teacher. His name is Adyashanti. And he was saying that, you know, you'll be getting, going along on your sp spiritual journey and things will be going a certain way and then all of a sudden you hit a hang-up, a, a psychological problem. And your spiritual practice just stops dead and you can't move forward. And he said at that point you need to find a good counselor or psychologist or whatever to help you get through it. And once you get through it, then your journey will resume. So, you know, even from a, a great teacher like that, the importance of psychology and pro spiritual practice, they go together. And in my own experience, that's exactly how it's worked. Yep. So, and so we'll be, we'll, we'll be covering both sides of that. And we will be talking with people who recovered from major traumas. See, the, one of the major points of this show is to create a source of inspiration also, different ways of this thought hacking that we're talking about. Mm. How you can look at the way that you think and realize that, oh, it doesn't have to be this way. And if somebody gives me the right tool or the right whatever it is, yep. and if you apply it, you can, depending on what it is, you can change your thinking with a snap of a finger. You can change things very quickly that you don't have to be locked in this pattern for the next 20 years or however long it lasts i mean sometimes a good yeah, sharp like, shot yeah. um you know um yes I, you know I'm, I'm an nlp practitioner and you know, they're my tools but equally you know we're we're about you know whatever it takes to help people get through this and and on the other side of the trauma and the ptsd i know that you know nlp isn't going to work for everyone and i know that equally you know you've been through th so many therapies and modalities yourself that hadn't worked for you until you got to the nlp so it's yeah it's um you know what is that you know people like i said people who have suffered severely and got through to the other side what's worked for them how can we share those sorts of things and you know even blend yep. stuff into what we're doing and, and help other people blend stuff as well it's um it's um yeah yeah it there isn't a limit to this unless we put it a limit on it by yep. the way that we think 
And sometimes massive change can happen just as a result of a, something that seems like an accident. Mm. Or, or just a very, what, what seems like a minor change that somebody makes in their life that affects them in, in an enormous way and makes such a dramatic change that their entire life changes, everything changes, just from that one event. Yes, and that's what we're all about. What we're here to do is to offer you the broadest set of tools possible. Yeah. And by running a daily show as well and interviewing all sorts of people as well as bringing to the table the various things that we have to offer, those of you listening, you're going to have access to a huge variety of tools that you can use different things that, that can make an enormous difference in your life. And of course, because each one of you is an individual, we don't know what's going to work for you. And you don't necessarily know what's going to work for you either. Mm. And the only way to find out is to tune in, listen to us, um, test different things out, mm. and find out for yourself. Mm. And, that, and that's basically it. So, Yep. So, at, at this point, I, I think we can pretty much uh, close this broadcast, this this uh, episode. This is, has been an introduction to the Thought Hackers, an introduction to myself, Hamish, where we came from, what we're about, what we bring to the table, and what we're going to be doing going forward. So, thank you for listening to us today. And we will see what happens in the next episode. Uh, we're still figuring that out. We're getting interviews lined up and so on. And for those of you who are listening, we, we look forward to your feedback and your comments. So thanks for being with us. You've been listening to The Thought Hackers. Make sure you subscribe and get each new episode emailed straight to you so you don't miss a show. And have a look at our resources page where you will find programs, audios and books that will create change in your thoughts.